Blog Talk Radio. Okay, okay, I can't be on now. Yeah, yeah, we on now. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about last problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453. 9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at reconnect my heart. Or you can go to the video version where you on social media. Uh, actually, you can go on my website at reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Dot com And also, if you're on social media, you can go on my Facebook page under Brother Prater. If you want to go into the chat room 
of our website at reconnect. Excuse me, at uh, Blog Talk Radio. Um, the chat room is open at this time. You can send your questions or prayer requests. I would like to say a very happy Monday, Monday, Monday night to you all. I know normally we have our show on uh, Sundays, and um, I wanted to have a special uh, show tonight. Um, was unable to. I didn't want to rush, and I wanted to make sure that everything was um, set up right. Now, I have my new equipment, so as far as the uh, problems that I've had in the past, it should be fixed. So uh, I appreciate y'all patience and just hope and pray that everything that um, that is going your way stays your way in harmony with God's will for your life. So I thank God for I thank God for just being here another day, and uh, we're just gonna go straight on in. Actually, today I want y'all to think about this. This is a question I had. Um, sometimes we feel like not so much of a question. I just say a statement. Sometimes we feel like God doesn't really care about the things we care about. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, just selfish stuff like, well, you know, um, there are some people that may be greedy. We ain't talking about that. But we talking about those those things that, you know, that are near and dear to your heart. There are some people that feel like maybe God doesn't care. Sometimes you can hear a person's uh, thought process through their conversation when they're going through things or when they see other people blessed before them. And so sometimes people may feel like, you know, God only cares about just the big things in our life. But we have to understand God is concerned about every aspect of our lives. And so on today's show, we want to talk about how much God cares about you and your interest. And much more in the episode called Every Little Bit Counts. Every Little Bit Counts. We want to remember that God is concerned by everything pertaining to Y-O-U. Now, it's easy for us to, I'm going to cut this down. I want, like I said, I wanted to make sure that uh, everything was work, working perfectly. Um, it's easy for us to think about, well, you know, maybe, maybe it just God just care about me just being saved, which he does. He care about your soul. He, he cares about everything. But on with your soul, he's concerned about the things that your soul is concerned about. So when you look at how sometimes we may have, good example, those who may have children, you know, I can easily have my my interest onto the side and try to take care of my my son, my child. But if I see that my son is working towards something and really focus on something, I'm interested, not just in him, but I'm interested in the things that he's interested in. Even if you look at it, the Bible tells us to train up a child the way that he should go, he or she should go. And so what that means is whatever your child is interested in, 
we as a parent need to take interest to make sure that we can ask God to help us to navigate. If that's something that God wants our child to get involved in, then he's going to make a means. But it's our responsibility to make sure that we help our child in that way for them to be able to grow up and be the productive men or ladies that God called for them to be. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes we just feel like, well, you know, um, good example, if your child is good in sports, do you think that God does not want you to go outside and maybe teach your child about track, you know, help them with exercising? No, these are the things, actually, not only the things that God wants us to participate in, but also it's actually if you want to say a conversation striker, but also it's a bonding moment for a parent and a child. And so sometimes what we have to do, we have to seize these moments. And so even though we're talking about interest, but also if you look at just like how you as a parent, you're concerned about your child and you're concerned about the things that your child is involved in or the things that your child cares about. Well, if you, as a biological father, is concerned about the things that your child is interested in, what about your spiritual father concerned about his spiritual children? You know, and the funny thing about it, God is not impatient like us. Sometimes we may ask our child, hey, well, what do you want to do? And sometimes because of our impatience, we just want to throw in the towel. Oh, we just forget it. But in actuality, God is asking us, what are you interested in? And unfortunately, sometimes we may think that God is just like human beings pertaining to being impatient or not wanting to be involved or not interested in the things that we're interested in. And that can be farther from the truth. And so what I really wanted to do, I wanted to kind of point out some things without being very long. I wanted to point out some things that help us to understand that God is concerned about the things that we are interested in. Now, we often hear the scripture, you know, cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. Actually, um, yeah, because he cares about cares all your cares upon him for he cares for you. That's coming from first Peter five and seven. But get this cast all your cares. What what does cares mean? Let's look at it from the original context of what care means. It's actually it's actually a Greek word and it means anxiety, care that brings dis- disruption, cares that bring disruption to your personality and the mind. Cares or concerns that brings disruption to your personality and your mind. Think about it. There are things that you may just have a desire to have in your life. And 
we're not talking about anything that's sinful, anything, but there may be a desire that you have to be able to just bless someone, make somebody's life a little bit easier. Let's just say, for example, like us that are, that may be children who may have parents, you may want to bless, you may have a desire to be able to give your parent something, you know, give them a vacation. Is that a sin? No, it's not. But you see that they have a need for them to be able to just have some them time, some rest. So as a parent, to me, as a child, you may want to bless your child to be able to, hey, take a vacation or even, you know what? I want to take my father. I want to take my mother out for lunch. I want to take them, I want to give them a gift for Mother's Father's Day. These kind of things that we may have in our heart, and it's a desire. Is God concerned about it? Yeah. He's concerned about it. There is nothing too small that God won't be interested in. But like I said, we have to take we have to take the cap or the lid off, off of our relationship and our communicate, communication with our Heavenly Father. I want to share this with you all. There's a story, true story, those that know know our family, we didn't grow up with dogs. We grew up with goats. And so we had goats, and I remember my dad had three goats. It was a, a mother goat, and then it was a little boy, uh, a male, and a female goat. And unfortunately, uh, my dad lot had a lot of um, had a lot of old cars, and some of them were uh, damaged. Well, th- these goats end up eating the glass, the the broken glass of the the uh, windows, the windows that uh, came from the car. And so it was in it was in so many pieces, and that goat ate it. And of course, they were getting sick. They were getting sick, and my dad was just really having a hard time. And he knew that glass was going to kill those goats. And so he didn't want those goats to suffer. So my dad was getting ready to get his shotgun and go ahead and take it out of his misery. He did not want to do it. He did not want to do it, but them ghosts was going to die. No, anybody that knows anything about, you know, animals, if they eat glass, they can die. (laughs) And so, unfortunately, these ghosts were about to die. And so as my dad was just wrestling with the idea of taking these goats out of his misery, my uncle, those that know, Uncle Red, Uncle Red came by to see my dad and said, hey, what's going on? And my dad said, uh, not too good, not too good. Um, I got to get ready to take these goats down. What's wrong? What's wrong, Charlie? He said, well, they ate all that glass and they finna die, and they just, oh, they just dragging. They were, they were dragging in eventually. They just lay down on the ground, just preparing to die. And my uncle Red asked my daddy, you know, those that know my family, Uncle Red is one of the most prayingest men, and this is back in the '80s. You know, we we grew up in, with a family of preachers and pastors and stuff. So, my uncle Red said, um. Well, 
Charlie, um, do you believe in the power of prayer? And my dad said, yeah, yeah, but these goats are going to die. My dad said, no, you know what, Charlie? We're going to pray for these goats. And my dad said, really? Okay. <laughs> you know, and so my uncle Red and my dad came together and prayed for those goats. Not years later, not months later, not weeks later, not days later, but a few moments after praying for those goats. You know what those goats did? And just start regurgitating all that glass. Not just one goat, but all three of them goats begin to regurgitate all that glass that they had consumed. And not one goat, but all three of them goats lived. Now, my those goats that were they were actually my daddy's, mine, and my sister Sheila. But see, my daddy was concerned about those goats. But just because he was concerned about those goats, there would have been the other people that would have said, well, you know what? Go ahead and get rid of those goats. Or don't worry about them goats. Or you're wasting your prayers praying for them goats. Them goats ain't got no soul, which they don't. But because my dad was emotionally attached to those goats. In other words, my daddy cared about them goats. And because my daddy had a heart for those goats, God met the need of my father and helped those goats to recover. Them goats lived many years, many years. Matter of fact, eventually, unfortunately, uh, the mama goat ended up getting hit by a car. And she ended up being pregnant. And my dad, those that know my daddy, my daddy, Mississippi born and raised. My daddy saw that the ghosts were having a hard time passing those baby ghosts out of, you know, out of the womb. And so what my daddy did, my daddy got some gloves and put his hand inside that goat to help retrieve each one of them baby goats. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was like six of them, between four to six. Unfortunately, the babies did not live because it was in the wintertime. But the thing was, because my dad had an interest, he helped. He helped deliver those goats. And so like I said, God is concerned about the things that we're concerned about. But like I said, what we have to do, we have to understand, like I said, that God is not like people. People may not be patient. People may just tolerate you, not celebrate you. But don't you know God made you with those interests and those cares that you care about? There are some people who may not have kids, but they have pets, and they love their pets just like it was a baby, just like it was their own child. 
you know, and so you think about it. We got Peter, P-E-T-A, Peter. Those are advocates for uh, pets and everything. And I'll tell you, you end up doing something as far as harming some of them goat, uh, goats, some of them uh, animals, Peter will be on you like white on rice. But you have to understand everybody is not like you in you know, you may not be like everybody else, but the thing is, what you're concerned about, God is concerned about. God cares about it. So, like I said, just because someone else may not be interested in what you're interested in, that does not mean God is not interested in it. Oftentimes, the reason why we feel that, well, God is not concerned is because we really don't know God in our relationship with him. And we don't know how much he's interested in us. Sometimes we're lacking and we have, if you want to call it, a spiritual insecurity. Sometimes we have these spiritual insecurities that blind us from our identity in Christ, as well as God's identity of what we're supposed to know or what we should know about him. It's all about relationships. Our relationship with God as well as our relationship with ourselves. So that's why it's so important to understand that God is concerned about us and God is concerned about the things that we're concerned about. So one of the things that will help us to understand how much God loves us In order for us to really understand and know, we have to be obedient to him. Obedience, it builds relationships. But disobedience turns down relationships. Disobedience not only turns down relationships, but it blinds us from our identity in Christ as well as Christ's identity in our eyes. You know, if you really love a person, you respect the person. And if you love and respect the person, you will obey. You will make sure that you honor that person. But what you don't respect, what you don't trust, what you don't respect, you end up disrespecting. You end up disrespecting, but also you end up disobeying. So that's something we would need to really think about in our relationship with God. In our relationship with God, obedience, and I know we often hear, and sometimes we say in the wrong context, you know, obedience is better than sacrifice. That's true. That's a true statement that was written in the Bible. But that sacrifice, if you look at it during the Old Testament time, whenever someone wanted to, um, let's say somebody wanted to uh, uh, ask God uh, for his repentance, they have to give some type of sacrifice. But if you're obedient to God, there will be no need for a sacrifice. So in other words, if you're doing the right thing, there will be no need for an apology. But if you're doing the wrong thing, there's going to be a need for an apology. So that's the way we have to look at it. So if we really want to be able to understand who God is and see him in the, in the fullness, we need to obey him. And when we obey him, like I said, that gives honor, that gives respect, worship, obedience, 
obedience, the key to worship is obedience. And so when we're disobedient, not only we're not obeying God, we're not worshiping God, but respecting God and his identity as well as our relationship and who he is to us. So obedience to God, knowing his word, studying his word, like I said, obeying his word, and also pertaining to our spiritual insecurities, allow God to show us who he is as well as who we are to him. These are some of the milestones that will help us to be able to see that God is concerned. But also what we have to do, we have to understand that we need to go to God and consult to God about everything pertaining to us. See, in the relationship that you love, in the relationship that you respect, you go to people that you love, that you respect. But we should not avoid God because he has our best interests at heart. And so as we begin to talk to God, and like I said, just be real with God. Don't you know God want to have a conversation with you? And God, is, God wants to know what you're interested in. Independent from if anybody else do or don't want to hear it, God wants to hear it. But just because other people don't want to hear it, we should not look at because they don't want to hear it. God doesn't want to hear it. So if we begin to start looking at through the lens of God instead of our insecurities or how people have treated us or what people have said, then we begin to start seeing God in a bigger perspective. And we can go to him because he's concerned about us. He's concerned about the things that he's, we're concerned about. So that's why it's so important for us to understand he wants to hear from Y-O-U. You know, one of the things I was looking at that really caught my attention, I wanted to bring up the things, and it might be minute to some people pertaining to uh, the situation with the goats and stuff, but these are monumental moments that I saw as a child that made me see that God is concerned, even about little old me. Don't you know, just like the same God that took care of the children of Israel, the same God that rose Jesus from the grave, all these monumental things and these milestones we read about in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, that's the same God that's concerned, and he told you that he wants you to cast his cast your cares upon him. Also, he said, I will never leave nor forsake you or abandon you. That's the same one that made promise to us. So don't you think it's it'll benefit us for us to take the time for us to really work on that relationship? Yes. So in order for us to really understand who God is, we have to really just take the time to say, you know what, how about we just go ahead and just hmm, take the time and just look at what we like, what are our interests. You know, um, matter of fact, I found that when you are interested in something, God will give you the awareness, and then he also give you the ability He'll give you the ability and the opportunity. But if you take the initiative to go ahead and work on it and do it, don't you know when you begin to start doing stuff, he will bless you 
by your effort and by your work. I want to take a moment right now. I see someone on the line. I have to get this person on the line for him to be able to just come on. Anytime, anytime I see him, I like him to just come on and just, you know, share with us. Because to me, this is one of the wisest men that I know. And I know that he's probably skinning and grinning right now. But I'm going to go ahead and get him on. He's been on the show many times. I want to say hello to this young man on the line. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and how are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good. I, I saw you on the line, and I just had to get you on the here for you to share whatever that's on your heart. Well, you know, great program. Uh, there are a lot of people think that God is not concerned about the small things in their life, but God is concerned about everything in our lives because God loves us. That's what we have to understand. God loves us. And because God loves us, everything pertaining to our life is in God's interest. And because God has a purpose for us in order to accomplish those purposes, God has to show his love in all those small areas. Some people think some things are too small to take to God. There's nothing too small to take to God. I know myself, there's sometimes I can't remember where I put my keys at. And I'll say, Lord, what did I do with those keys? And give it a few moments, and God will lead me right to where I left my keys. So, see, those are just little, maybe small, minute things. But those are also opportunities for our faith to grow in God. Because if he loves us concerning the small things, then we know when the big things happen in our lives, the traumas and the tragedies and, and, and things, then we know God will also show his love and be for, there for us in those situations as well. Yes. You know, it's funny. When you really think about the things that are so small, well, other mm-hmm. people may say small, but it's a big deal to us. You know, mm-hmm. I found out, in my perspective, God does not want us stressed. He does not want us worried, and he does not want us mm-hmm. distracted. So right. with those things that may be on our heart and our mind, if we continue to hold on to them, it can actually make us miss hearing from him or really mm-hmm. just just having peace. And mm-hmm. all we have to do, like, like you said, all we have to do is consult him talk to him, mm-hmm. you know, go to him first. Oftentimes we go to him last, <laughs> but mm-hmm. go to him first. And when we go to him first, like you said, it actually builds up trust and confidence mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. God's ability as well as our relationship within him. Because most of the time, if you be honest, most of us, we have trust issues. Mm-hmm. We have trust mm-hmm. issues, and we just think, oh, they just pertaining to a relationship, pertaining to courtship or marriage. But ultimately, we got to look at our trust issues pertaining to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so if we trust him the way that a lot of times we may say we do, we trust him with the big thing, but we very seldom consult him about the small things. Right. Yes. I, that that is that is so true, and uh, you know uh, when we understand, as you were saying, that God don't want us to 
uh, go through these things. And we have to understand this is one thing that God has been speaking with me about, is that God never intends for us to try to do this by ourselves. That's what we all need to learn. We think that uh, women will say when they are gender-minded, they'll say, well, I don't need a man. I can do this all by myself, or I can do bad by myself. Well, you will do bad by yourself because you spoke that curse in your life. But on the other hand, God don't want you to, or any of us, men or whatever, they think they got to do it all by themselves. God never intended for you to do it by yourself. God intended for you to consult his counsel. And when we consult our, his counsel, it doesn't mean that the problem or the situation may go away right away. No, God wants you to learn to trust him in everything. And when we learn to relinquish and learn to surrender, then we will see that as we go through these things, we're not falling apart. We're not stressing out. We're not talking about, I don't know how I'm going to make it. No, when you trust God and you focus on him, you're going, not going to make it. You have already made it. It's just that it hasn't appeared yet. And that's what we have to understand because for us as believers, it don't get darker for us. In every situation, it gets brighter. So true. So true. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to throw this in real quick, and, and uh, you actually can uh, share whatever you like to say pertaining to this. But, you know, even as believers, God is asking us, what do you want? Do you want to be married or do you want to be single? God is concerned about what you're interested in. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things I always say now, if you're single and you want to be married, now God will tell you, okay, you say you want to be married. These are some of the steps you need to do to make yourself qualified to make sure that you have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. He may tell you, you may need to get rid of some things that you may have been holding on to and also making better choices. But if he asking you, he's going to tell you and show you steps to what you need to do to be qualified, mm-hmm. like I said, pertaining to a relationship, pertaining to even mm-hmm. if I want to give myself a house. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I say I want a house. He's not going to just throw me into a house and make me give myself in debt. He want to make sure he's going to show me, okay, you need to work on your credit score. You might need to earn some more income. You need to learn how to budget your money. All these things, these are some of the steps that God would tell us and show us to help us get our heart's desire. But a lot of times what happens, some of the steps that God may show us that we may need to do, we look at that as, well, that's hard. Or, well, you know, I can't do that. Well, you you ask God for it. One of the things I always I heard, and it really caught my attention, God would never put anything in your hand. He would always put it within your reach. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to us to get up and go ahead and take that effort. Like the song says, if you make one step, he'll make two. But so... If we have a desire for something, or whatever it is, God is concerned about it, but also he's concerned to make sure that you are willing to do the work. 
And that's one right. thing that, unfortunately, many times we don't want to do the work. We just want to be the recipient of the benefits of the work. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. Because first thing we have to look at is, are you willing to surrender your ideal, your plan, or his ideal, and his plan for your life? In other words, his purpose. Are you willing to relinquish those? And a lot of times, we're not willing to relinquish and surrender our plans to God. And so when we don't, then that's why we find ourselves sometimes we will struggle. It's because we were not willing to present our ideals and plans to God and ask God, is this your plan for me? And so when we fail to do that, that brings us a lot of other issues that God never intended for us to experience or go through. And then we sell ourselves on, well, that's just the way my life was supposed to have been. And if that is far from the truth. And I'll be one of the first ones to say, I have done it myself. But sometimes we involve ourselves when we talk about marriage and being in relationship. We see people say we become infatuated with. Now, we don't put that person before God. No. We feel that we know what's best. And so we then get in relationship with them that God never intended us to be in relationship with them. Uh, then we want to know why it didn't work. Well, it didn't work because it wasn't God's choice for you. And sometimes we try to get ahead of God. And when we get ahead of God, then once again, we've got issues. And so, as you have stated before in past shows, we connect ourselves to people that God never intended for us to be in relationship with. And so, we have to understand that if we want to be in a marriage relationship, we have to allow God and let God prepare us for the marriage relationship. And so when we do that, then God is always going to put us together with the right person who he had purpose for for us to be in a relationship with. The main thing is we have to surrender our plans, the ideal of the right kind of person that we want in our life. We have to surrender all that first. That will that was beautifully said. You know, oftentimes, you know, I know as a kid, you used to always see that big old house where we were driving. We see that big mm-hmm. old house with many acres, and we say we want a mm-hmm. house like that. Even mm-hmm. if they gave us a free house that was a multi-million-dollar house, we still couldn't afford it. Not because it was free, but the upkeep, the maintenance. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, 
the staff that you may have to hire to make sure that everything stays functioning. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes it's easy for us to get things, but can you maintain it? And Correct. so regardless if it's a relationship or, like I mentioned earlier, a house, a car, mm-hmm. that job, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when they used to have the newspapers regularly before the Internet, I used to always get the employment section. And mm-hmm. I would see that these jobs were paying at the time, this is back in the 80s, 25 mm-hmm. 30 some odd dollars an hour. You're like, whoa, mm-hmm. I would love to have that kind of money. But on mm-hmm. down, it tells you the requirements that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, many of the requirements we didn't meet. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at it, the same thing pertaining to what we may want, what we may desire. Like I said, God is concerned about it. And yeah. he's asking us, is that what you want? Yes, mm-hmm. and oh God, God bless me with this. God bless me with that. We're saying these things. But then all of a sudden, matter of fact, even as in the course of how God may be blessing us or trying to help us to get our desire, and this is me, I don't mind telling off for of myself. You know me, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus. Mm-hmm. I wanted a brand new car, and years ago, someone told me, I was going to get a brand new car. And the mm-hmm. opportunity came for me to get a brand new car. Mm-hmm. God led me to this place to get the ideal car that I wanted. It did not mm-hmm. cost a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. I went by there first. And then I left and I went up the street. And I got talked into a car that did not have what the car that I was intending on getting, the car that I was intending on getting was fully loaded. It was cheaper. But the car I went to go see that I went on, I told them the one I was I should have gotten, I'll be back. And I went over and I spoke to these other people and I was just listening and I got conned into a car that was more mm-hmm. than what I was going to get and had none of the amenities. And the mm-hmm. worst thing I was doing was paying for a car that I hated. I hated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what happened, God was trying to teach me patience to tell me, hey, you say you want to get this car, and the person you were going to get it from, they went to lunch. They'll be right back. But instead, mm-hmm. I was impatient. I didn't even wait an hour. I went over mm-hmm. here and got talking to a car I did not like. Mm-hmm. I was just, like I said, that was me. Now I had to mm-hmm. learn if there's something that I want, learn to be patient. Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, oftentimes imitation comes before the real thing. And like I always say, mm-hmm. it's not just pertaining to dating. It's pertaining to life. <laughs> it can pertain mm-hmm. to a job. You know, sometimes we end up taking a plea bargain and getting less than what God has for us or what we're uh-huh. seeking God for. You know, so like I said, right. that was a that was a lesson well learned for me and I said I repented every time I was making a payment, I was repenting. And mm-hmm. I hate to say it, 
but one of the happiest days when that car got wrecked and they totaled it and they paid that car. Look here. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I almost took off my boots and ran in the church, you know. <laughs> but, but when God allowed me to get from under that, I, I might as well say it. I'm like David. All it takes is one good time. All mm-hmm. it takes me is one time to learn a lesson. Just one time. Mm-hmm. You know, like that good whooping, that one good whooping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all it takes is just mm-hmm. that one time. And look, mm-hmm. I ain't going to mess I, that one up. I, so I, that was it. That was it. I, I, I You know, uh, let me say this. And uh, I remember when I was in the car business, and I was selling for Ford. And it was there that I often heard people say, oh, I got a good deal and all that, you know, and I, I put these thousands of dollars down and, you know, and I got a great deal. And so when I got to working for Ford, I started seeing a lot of things. And a lot of people that felt they got good deals, I realized they didn't get great deals. And the car business, I found out that the car business had what was called a dirty little secret. And so we always estimated as a person car payment wasn't what they were just going to pay monthly. No, the cold car payment of a car is what you pay monthly plus your insurance. That's your car payment. Okay. So I was surprised at how much dealership actually bought vehicles for. When I start seeing that a lot of times they were vehicles that people was buying and spending a lot of money on, I found out that those vehicles, they might have paid $500 to get them. Now, and a lot of people goes in with salesmen and they're trying to talk them down. Well, I learned this that you walk in, the first person to speak has already lost in the deal. They've already lost. Now, so what we found out, I found out was you go in there and you write on a piece of paper that says, I will take possession of stock number so and so car vehicle, whatever you put it, at this price. You see, Credit unions is good about it is buying vehicles for their members at fifty dollars over invoice price or hundred dollars over invoice price. Because those people when they come in, there is no wrangling going back and forth. People think that if I put another thousand dollars down, that's gonna drop my payment down. No, it doesn't. It only change your payment by ten dollars. And that was a surprise to me. Now, here's the dirty little secret. You go into the finance, well, you go through Ford Motor Credit or GM uh, or whoever, Chrysler, whatever it was, and you go in and they tell you you finance for this amount. And you say, okay, great, you sign it and you walk out. But what you didn't know a lot of consumers and buyers didn't know was if you only went home and called Ford, Chrysler or GM and ask them what you were financed for, you would find out you were financed for far less 
what that finance manager gave you a financing at. That's the dirty little secret. I had one young lady, she's a young African-American young lady, came in one day to buy a car, and she gave everybody in there the booze. Because why? She was well-educated in how to buy a car. She was only 20 years old. I had never seen a buyer come in like her. Whether she prayed about it before she came in there, she knew every trick in the business. And she basically got the car for $50 over what we call invoice. That's the markup from whether they got it for $500, $750. That's the markup to that point. Then after that, you have MSRP. And this young lady knew the game. Never seen anybody like her before. She got her payment exactly where she wanted. And so that's what I'm saying. Well, whatever it is we want to get, we need to go to God first. Surrender. Go to God. And I start to lead us and guide us in our purchases and everything. And when we do that, we'll find that everything works out for our good. And so uh, 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 with that, I'm going to turn it back in your hand. So it's important that we learn to surrender. And one of the things that, let's say this, one of the things that we had problems with, with people in trying to help them, a lot of times we try to buy more car than we can afford. Now, I found this crazy now that people are financing vehicles for 84 months. I, I was like, are they serious? You've been paid for three cars by the time you get to paying that car. And it's something that I'm putting out there that we need to consider and think about. You may want a Lamborghini, but if you can only afford a Cadillac, get the Cadillac. And we saw this a lot too. People trying to buy a more. You try to talk them down, but they're all good. And it's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And you find out later, those vehicles of uh, the finance company have those vehicles within the next year or two because they finance way more than they can afford. Or the finance company sometimes just turns them down. So my suggestion, and I would encourage everybody, whatever you do, go to God first. Okay, back in your hands. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, I saw uh, earlier the, the sound end up, found out it wasn't a mechanical issue. I <laughs> end up accidentally hitting the button, and I end up uh, – for those who are watching, thank you all for letting me know, Miss uh, Yeah, Miss Janet and Miss Miss. Um, you know, it's so important for us, like you were saying, for us to be able to really just do our homework. We got to do our homework. Like I said, God is concerned. God, God is asking us, and you think about it. Um, when you go to a restaurant, excuse me, when you go to a restaurant, they're gonna ask you, "What do you want?" 
and then you pay for it. You order it, and you eat it, or try to eat it, and you realize, oh, wow, this is nasty. Well, they're going to pretty much assume, hey, look here, you paid for it. Apparently, you know, you must know what you're getting, you know. So if we want something, let's do our homework because, like I said, God is concerned, but are we concerned about the things that we're concerned about? If that makes sense, are we concerned enough to take interest to do our own research to make sure that that's what we want? If that's what we want, then, hey, go for it, but make sure you understand there may be consequences. There may be benefits, but there may be consequences. So that's why it's so important. You know, I think about it like this. A female can have a baby by any man. She can have a baby by any man. The key thing is, what type of man is she choosing to have a baby by? So, or vice versa. A guy can have a baby by any female. But it's your choice of who you're choosing. That would determine if you're going to have peace or you're going to deal with drama. And so, like I said, that's something we have to think about. So ultimately understand God is concerned about every aspect. And I want to keep reiterating that for us to understand, hear it and let it get into our conscious and subconscious. Let it absorb for us to understand God is concerned about you. God is concerned about the thing you're concerned about. But we have to be concerned about the things that are of him. You know, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. But also understand that the desires of our heart should match the desires that he has for us in his heart. So if we look at things from God's perspective, then it will help us to prevent from us dealing with unnecessary stress, drama, and trauma. So that's why it's so important for us to really consult God in every aspect of our life. In other words, like I said, just have that conversation with God. I'm telling you, God would tell you. He would tell you, hey, this is not a good idea. Or, hey, yes, I, now this, I think this would be great. I think this fits you. You know, he would. T- I'm telling you, God will have a conversation with you. And if you think about it, God loves you so much, and he He cares about the relationship that you have with him. He doesn't want anything to come in between you and him. That's one of the reasons why I have to say where God is concerned, because he wants to make sure that he that you do not get anything that's going to interfere or become a distraction between you and him. So if we take the time for us to really just look at, that God is concerned and he want to make sure that the things that I pursue or the people I may pursue or the the job or whatever it is, is something he's giving me the green light on and it's something that he's telling me, hey, I have this for you because he's concerned to make sure that I would receive peace. I would receive peace. Whatever God gives us, God makes us rich and adds no sorrow or drama. 
And so if it causes problems, if it causes a disconnect, or if it interferes between my relationship with God, then we need to examine if this coming from God, if this something I chose that the devil tried to hand to me. So like I said, it's so important for us to really just take the time to consult God about these things. What I want to do, and we're going to go ahead and just the time to ask God, God, I have this desire. I need to run this by you. I need to run this by you and help me to accept what you reveal about this situation or about this individual. And we have that mindset of, okay, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm giving them to you. You show me and help me to accept. You showing and you telling God that you trust in him and you put him first. And when you put God first in the relationship between you and he, I'm telling you, God will God will honor God will honor your request to give you your answer, either a yea or nay. And understand like um Brother Landon was saying, um, I think it was last Sunday, uh, this actually yesterday. This is not the one for you. God has something or someone better. God has whatever he has for you that's custom made for you from him. So this should actually help us to not stress, not worry, not have a panic attack because, oh, my God, my girlfriend broke up with me. Oh, my boyfriend broke up with me. Okay, you know what? If I'll say it like this. If they leave you alone for no fault of your own, they're just freeing you for the one God has for you. Hmm. If you got if you got laid off your job for no fault of your own, you're a great employee, you're doing what needs to be done, and of all people that got laid off because of a budget cut, you got laid off and you know what? This is a great opportunity for you to consult God and ask God to guide you to where he has for you to be assigned to. Like I said some weeks ago, this pandemic really should have been an eye-opening for us, an eye-opener for us, because during the time when the pandemic first happened, it was so many people that were able to exercise their gift of knitting, exercise their uh, hobby of knitting, and they start knitting tailor a custom-made mask. And what happened? Shoot. There were some people that were making a killing financially. But see, they wouldn't have been able to be financially profitable being on that nine-to-five. But what the devil meant for evil, for them to be laid off and for them to be depressed and all that stuff, God said, no, no, no. I prepared you for a moment like this. You got to start, look here, you up here laid off. You got laid off. And all of a sudden, God tell you, we need you to go to uh, Walmart or go into these these, uh, places, start buying some material, buy some some needle and thread, buy a sewing machine. Huh? And you just lost your job? You don't know how you're going to make ends meet, but all of a sudden, you just... I just felt this urge to go to, we used to call it um, Hashcock. 
there was uh different different stores that you would go to to buy clothing and stuff, you know, make your own clothes. God telling you to go buy you some material and start making some masks. Okay. And guess what? God even showed his approval to some people to let people know, hey, look, these type of tailor or custom-made masks are authorized by CBC for you to wear to prevent the spreading of a virus that we knew nothing about. You're like, whoa, you know. But you think about the person that first did that. Oh, wow. They're making the killing. And so with that, all these things, it shows us if we trust God in every aspect of our life, he will withhold no good thing for us. God want to bless us, but he want us to be able to hear him. And so him, for him to be able to tell us what we need to do to get our heart desire. So as we really just marinate on that, think about it. If you are lacking your relationship with God, if it seemed like you've been asking God for something, it seemed like, you know, you haven't heard from him, then don't give up. Spend more time to make sure that you're hearing. You make sure you're not allowing any distractions. Because sometimes I found that sometimes we're so busy. We're so busy in the daytime, God speaks to us in the nighttime. God speaks to us through a vision, through dreams. You know, God is trying to get our message. God's trying to get the message to us. But sometimes we miss it. Sometimes because of our impatience or because of our emotions, we allow these things to mask what God is trying to tell us, God's voice, God's leading. And so understand God is concerned, but understand that he's concerned about the things you're concerned about, but ultimately he's concerned about the purpose and plan he has for you in, his, in your life. He's concerned about it. And he wants, look, God want to bless us, but we have to make sure that we will properly manage what he want to give us. God wants us to be a good steward. God does not want us to mismanage what he has or who he has for us. One of the things I found out, where you don't understand the purpose of a thing or a person, where you don't respect the purpose of a thing or a person, you will not only mismanage it or misuse it, but just like in the jail system, if you don't use something for its intended mission, then it's considered contraband. And unfortunately, many people have physical or spiritual contrabands in their life. So God wants us to be able to be that good steward of what he want to give us. He want to bless us. But before he bless us, can we bless him through our obedience? Can we bless him and trust in him, obeying him, loving on him, worshiping him? So as we get ready to pray, you know your needs and your desires. Look, we can't reiterate. We can't reiterate too much how much God loves you and he wants that relationship with you. He wants that relationship with you. 
But are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to serve God all the way? Well, if you really think about it, sometimes what we fail to do in our walk for God, maybe that key thing that's preventing us from receiving not only what God has for us, but what we want from God. We've often spoke about this, and I believe in every conversation we have to talk about in the scripture where it tells us if we if we want to be saved, Romans 10 and that tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thou Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand that there are nothing too hard for God. God wants us to come to him. God wants us to trust him. God wants us to be able to just depend upon him. And God wants us to put him first in our life. He wanted to be he wanted to be kings of kings in our life. He wanted to be numero uno in our life. And understand who better. Because we don't know. If we depend upon our own ability and our own ideology, we're gonna fail again. How many times have you thought that you knew what you knew and come to find out you found out you were wrong? You know? So God does not want us to continue to make those same mistakes for whatever, whatever it is. God wants us to be able to come to him. God wants to be able to allow him, allow him to take full reign in our lives. Who better? So with that being said, just in case you have anything else you may have in your mind, on your heart that you might want to just talk to God about, he want to hear from you. The Bible also tells us to come before the throne boldly. Come because we are, the children, we are his children. He loves us, but also how about we love him and obey him, trust him, and give him all of us. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you all for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. First of all, God, ask God to forgive us. Anything that's in us is not like you, God. We give you permission to move it out right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we speak it right now, God, that you forgive us, heal us, God, and make us whole. Heal us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we speak it right now, God, that you help us understand, God, that you want us to consult you in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us, God, to grow in you, God. Help us, God, to know our spiritual identity, God. And help us, God, to know you more right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak it right now, God, that you touch, touch and heal every person that's in the hospital right now, God. Anybody that may be sick, God, touch and heal their bodies, God. Touch their heads, touch their bodies from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. We bring healing in the land right now, God. Physical healing, spiritual healing, mental healing right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you regulate even the blood sugar level right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you balance right now, God, the blood pressure right now, God. Keep things under control and in control right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speaking right now, God, 
that you comfort the bereaved family right now, God. Look down upon the Fleming family, the Harden family right now, God. God, the Jones family, God, so many people that have lost loved ones, God. Woodbury family right now, God. God, we're speaking for justice right now, God. God, all these unsolved mysteries and crimes and murders, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you come in, that you not only intervene, but expose and solve every case, every cold case, God. We're speaking, God, that you warm it up right now, God, and lead the detectives, God, lead the law enforcement, God, to the culprit that did such crime right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for your word that's gone forth, God. Help us, God, to apply to our lives right now in the name of Jesus. We speak of a purpose being revealed, God. We speak in even patience, God. Help us, God, even to hear your voice and respond in obedience right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to know you the more right now in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we even speak right now, God, for a productive and blessed week right now. We even speak right now, God, that the children that may be in school, or even the young adults that are in school, we speak in the hand and protection around them right now, God. Even help the students, God, to stay focused, God, on their assignment. No longer dealing with immaturity or playing around or horse playing or anything like that, but we speak, God, attentiveness right now, God. And we even seek, God, for even those that may be a distraction, God, move them out the way, God, and help the students, God, that are there for their education, God. Help them, God, to be able to receive it right now in the name of Jesus. And we give it the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank y'all for uh, tuning in. If um, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to catch me on uh, Facebook, um, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-S and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. Um, you see my daily devotion, also my videos. Also, um, for those who uh, want my website, you can go to brotherprater.com. BrotherPrater.com. You will see my daily devotions and my videos, as well as on the calendar. You see my where my personal appearances may be. Also, for those who may want to go to the store section of my website, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men of Pastor God Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and their responsibility towards their families, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, I talked to the ladies to talk to them what a good man is and what a good man ain't. Um, for those who may even be uh, curious about dating, so this is not just for men, but it's for ladies too. Also, uh, my other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love of Young Life. This is a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, we were, I wrote this book to talk about our life and our journey together. Um all I can say, and I was thinking about it today, blessed young man, me being a blessed young man to have this young lady, not just me being her brother, but her being in my life. I'm blessed. And just in case someone who may have some siblings that are still alive, if you are in communication with them, hey, thank God, appreciate that. If you're not pray for them, but all I say is that you don't want to have it where it's too late, where you say, 
when I could, I did not want to, but I can't. So, look, like I said, I miss I miss my sister. I miss my sister. But on the other hand, I miss her. But even in me missing her, I'm not grieving because of regret. And so I rejoice and I celebrate that God allow us to have what we had. And that being a testimony to others to let people know, hey, look here, this young lady, those that knew us and those that followed me on social media, they saw how we were cut up and even me asking her out on a date on social media. Yeah, my own sister, you know, and I'm, I'm throwing it out there, you know, me being a single man, that's a minister. Yeah, but I had the house to myself. Yeah, I would sneak a young lady to my house. Yes. It was one young lady I would sneak over to my house and have her to spend the night and we'll chit-chat and talk all night long. That young lady was my sister, <laughs> was my sister. So just in case, somebody be saying, oh, I saw him with a girl over there in the house. It was one girl, and that was my sister. And you know what? I don't regret it. And so I thank God for that. I thank God. I thank God for I know we were talking about uh, every little bit. You know what? Every little bit counts. Yeah, every little bit counts. Yeah. Thanking God for, what you want to say, the, the small blessings, the big blessings, all blessings. I was and is a blessed man to be a brother to Sheila Prater. I am so blessed. So look here. I tell people, yeah, I miss her, but don't feel sorry for me. If you ain't got no close relationship with your sibling, hey, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, and I can reflect on their memories. Sometimes I can be in a situation I just fall out laughing because I know what she would say. I know what she would say. So, you know, um, my responsibility is to praise God and allow our relationship to be a testimony and let that be a testimony to others to let people know that God can bless you and he'll give you unexpected blessings and allow what you went through testimony to others for the goodness of God. So I thank each and every one of y'all who tuned in. And once again, I apologize for um, the little uh, no sound earlier. Um, I'm going to work on a little bit something. I know what the problem was, and this time it wasn't the equipment. But um, I thank y'all, and I hope and pray that even the sound, uh, those who may be listening on uh, Blog Talk Radio, I hope the sound quality was better. And now, uh, even pertaining to the video, those who may be watching, um, hey, don't have to cut off. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Thank y'all so much for y'all patience, and thank y'all for this special edition on a Monday night. Thank y'all for watching Reconnect My Heart podcast. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all, and I hope and pray y'all have a great, great day. I'm turning the signal on, too. Um, I hope y'all have a great, great day. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. Thank you.